the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Aubrey Sampson, alongside my co-host, Brian Frum. So glad that you are with us today. Brian, in just a little bit of time, I am headed out to my 14-year-old's birthday I mean, party. Happy birthday, Lincoln. Happy is today's birthday. Today's his birthday. Oh, 14 awesome. years old. Happy birthday. You, I you know. and I you and I both have some stuff going on tonight. You are you got a birthday party yep. with all the birthday partiness yes. of a 14-year-old. Yes. I'm doing my uh, traditionally from end of the summer, beginning of school dinner at Red Robin, Red Robin. tonight. You're so Yum. excited about that. Bottomless, <laughs> bottomless fries. fries. Do they have truffle fries at Red Robin? I don't know. I would not get them. I would get their bottomless have fries. Have you had truffle fries? I just don't mess with my Red Robin fries here. Brian, have you had truffle fries, though? I don't though? even know like, what you speak of. Let go of Red Robin for a minute and just okay. have a conversation with know. me about truffle fries. It's a thing. I might have. I don't know what okay. you're talking about. So I'm behind the times on this because I don't eat a lot of French fries. But That's truffle fries are made with truffle oil. And okay. sometimes they have Parmesan cheese on them. I've Ooh, had them like recently at a couple restaurants. I can't stop thinking about truffle fries. All I want is truffle fries. They're so good. Mm. So if they have them at Red Robin, I'm not saying mess with your normal order, but maybe get a thing, a basket for the table. Okay. Just to share. I will let you know. They're really, really good. Truffle fries. Truffle fries. So now I'm hungry. Yeah. Now that little conversation there made me go, okay, let's let's go. (laughs) We got to like, we got to do the show. All right. So speaking (laughs) of the show, I want to talk to you about something that I read. So was it last week we talked about the Snow White remake remake, and you were kind of like, why are we remaking it? Yes. We had a debate about this because people were not happy with the gal online, the star of the show, that kind of thing, right? Is that how uh, yes. I remember so, this right? So it's a, it's a couple fold. One is you might remember I said to you, um, what's the? Why do we just keep remaking things? Yeah. Why don't you? Uh, uh, why don't you just? make a new movie like if you want to make a new point go ahead and make a new movie so that was one of them but two the girl who's playing snow white has caused kind of a big uproar because you already got people like why are we remaking this what's the Mm -hmm. difference what's the angle Mm -hmm. and she's like bad mouthing the original Mm -hmm. we're not going to be about her being saved by some stalker guy you're like like prince charming (laughs) uh you know, there's no longer um, the dwarfs are not a part of it. There is yeah. now like it's. Yeah. And so, again, people could do whatever they want. Sure. But that's she's gotten Those into the kind, crosshairs. That's been kind of she the claims, controversy. Now that she's doing it, she's like, I've watched the original Snow White once. Yeah. She and people did are watch like, it. yeah. What is exactly Disney trying to do here? So that's kind of okay. the uproar. Okay. Around so that. that's the background. So there was somebody on Substack. She writes it. Color me loverly. And she was talking about this whole controversy. And here's what she said. She essentially said, no one ever think, like, no one has thought about the movie Snow White in years, maybe 2020, maybe 2012, when uh, it was remade most recently. But, like, in a decade, nobody really has had an opinion about Snow White. And all of a sudden, there's something about 
existing on the internet that you have to express a hot take on every little thing, even if it's totally irrelevant to you. She's talking about how suddenly people have strong feelings about a subject they haven't thought of for decades. But all of a sudden this thing is... And then the second thing she talks about is how... Uh, she's also becoming convinced to exist on the internet. It's not just have a hot take, but it's a lose. It's to lose all capacity for empathy. And she has talked about how people are like really unfairly going after this girl over an issue that they actually don't care about. That's what so she's saying. So I, I would start with this. That's the internet. That is the, That's internet. the internet. Two, yeah. I would say this. Tell us you don't have little girls without telling us you don't have little girls. Oh, I see. So your when girls, my girls care were about little, Snow White. Yeah. Not anymore, but yeah. when my girls were little, we watched all of the old Disney yeah. princess movies. We yeah. watched Snow White and yeah. Cinderella. Oh, I said Prince Charming. Isn't Prince Charming Cinderella? Uh, no, I could be wrong. Uh, they're all Prince we Charming. We watched Aladdin. Yeah. We watched yeah. all of the old ones. So do you know what? Me as an adult don't really think about Snow White much. But when my girls were little, yeah. and you know what they would have wanted to watch? The Snow White remake. Yeah. So that's why I do think people do care. But yeah, welcome to social media. I'm sure that this lady here who's kind of sanctimonious and standing on her soapbox yeah. has an- has answered about many things that aren't life-threatening issues. Right. They are not life-altering <laughs> issues. This just isn't one for her. And so you know what she's doing? She's putting herself in the middle of it anyway. She's welcome to sit this one out as well. She she says this. She says, uh, there may be selection bias on my part when it comes to Snow White, but she says, I do need everyone to be serious for a singular second of time. What purpose is served by relentlessly and aggressively criticizing a 22-year-old for the perceived crime of hoping for a bit of progress in the films in which she stars? So many of the comments I've seen are not just rude, they're baseless. Zegler's resume speaks for herself, a 22-year-old woman whose outrageous talent led her to debut in Spielberg's West Side Story, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. She says she's striking with her union right now. Basically, she's doing the work to act as though she doesn't deserve a role because she has complex adjacent feelings about the character's history is unhinged. And more embarrassingly, unintelligent, uninspired, it baffles me. And then she says... But what is the internet if not derangement pers- persevering? So then That's she's got to be good Wanda. with she's got to be good with that with everything. Yeah, she's yeah. got to be okay with anybody. Re- Nobody's suggesting this actress doesn't deserve the role. Well, I think lots of people are, and so that's what she's. I think they're saying it to. not because of her resume, but because she clearly has said she doesn't like the story. Yeah, yeah. And this lady has to be okay with like, you know what I haven't thought about in a while. I haven't thought about. Uh, high School Musical. Okay? I just rewatched High School Musical, right? Brian. But if somebody came out and said, we're going to re... This is a dumb one because there wasn't really much point to it. But we're going to rethink High School Musical. We're going to completely change it and it's going to yeah. be... I'd be like, well, that's dumb. What are we doing The that? thing that I wonder... So Harry I'll... Potter. Yeah. Somebody comes out and says, you know what? We're going to kill off Harry Potter in the first well, one. Well, that would be we... shocking. Be, but this I don't is think dumb. that's what they're saying here. Like, I saw The Little Mermaid, and they made some changes to make Ariel stronger so she wasn't just as like, oh, poor damsel in distress. My guess is that's what they're going to do with Snow White. And I actually think that is a better story. You think it's a better yeah. story. Not everybody thinks changing right. all of these. And that's where I get my problem is with people like this, is they just assume their thoughts are the best about it. There's movies, I'm sure, for you or for this lady yeah. where if they were changed, 
you'd be really upset yeah, about it. Yeah, that's true. Don't change and High School just, Musical. Yeah, or like, you know, the messaging of certain movies, you know? Yeah. And it, so it becomes a little bit like this. Is it the end of the rule? You know what? I'm not going to. They could keep it exactly the same or change it. I can promise you I'm not going to watch the Snow White remake. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. I'm not going to I'm watch da- it. Our producer, Laura Finch, and I will go see it. We'll tell you all you about are it. Hey, to coming go up it. next, we are joined by my friend Davey Blackburn. He's the founder of the Nothing is Wasted Ministries and podcast. We're going to talk to him about that when we return. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Aubrey Sampson alongside my co-host, Brian Fromm. And this is a, what do they call it? What's that movie where there's like the things happening inside the things with Leonardo DiCaprio? Inception. Inception. This is an Inception moment. Because my other co-host from the Nothing is Wasted podcast, Davey Blackburn, is in the house. Hi, Davey. Thanks for being here with us today. Hey, Hey, guys. Brian, Aubrey, great to be with you guys. Hey, everyone. We love having you, Davey's been on the show before. Davey, for our listeners who may not know you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your story? Yeah, I live in Indianapolis, Indiana with my wife, Christy, and our three wonderful kids, 10, 9, and 3 years old, and our miniature, long-haired miniature dachshund. Mm. And uh, <laughs> it's just a full life. We have three firstborns because we have a blended family uh, because, you know, our story is like many people, and it's marred with a... Uh, a lot of, you know, uh, pain and hardship and tragedy, but God doing something really beautiful and redemptive through it all. Um, our daughter is from my wife's previous marriage, our older daughter, 10-year-old Natalia, and then Weston, my son, is from my previous marriage, and then Cohen is ours together. So you guys all know how to pray for me because <laughs> they're all fighting for Alpha in the house. <laughs> wow. But, uh, you know, we lead a ministry called Nothing is Wasted Ministries, and Aubrey's a part of our podcast as one of our co-hosts and she does a lot of um, content for us as well. And it's just, it's a ministry that's built out of my own personal tragedy, but it's to help people in trauma, tragedy, and major life transition uh, find purpose in their pains. What we say often is we want to help you partner with God to take back your story, no matter what you've gone through. Mm. And it was really birthed out of, uh, in 2015, I was a pastor and church planter and lost my wife, Amanda, and our unborn baby when our home was broken into and they were murdered in our home. And um, as a pastor and a, and now a single dad and trying to figure out how to sort through the, the grief of this loss, the loss of my best friend and soulmate and ministry partner, and then trying to figure out the navigate the waters of being a single parent and also help my congregation heal. It was just a, it was quite a journey that I had to go on over the next couple of years, but through that journey, just realized how much pain there is in the world. And um, really just saw that there were a lot of resources to help people through it. And so as I began to emerge, I started feeling like my, my calling or assignment was to help people with those resources. Mm. And that's what Nothing Is Wasted Ministries is. Oh, that's awesome. Davey, I wonder, uh, again, you said it might not be to the level of your story or somebody else's story, but we all deal with pain in our lives. Uh, why do you think it's important for people to get the tools to not just process their pain, but like you said, to for their pain not to be wasted, for it to be able to be a blessing to other people. Why is that a life mission for you? Well, I've seen so many people get stuck in the midst of their pain. And, you know, God's got this really unique, distinct purpose for every single one of us that he wants us to live out in this world, to really partner with him to help other people see him. You know, we've been called to be 
ambassadors for Christ. He's given us the ministry of reconciliation, and the enemy wants to stifle that. Yeah, He wants to paralyze us, and he does not want us to have any kind of spiritual momentum. So often, he'll use pain or trauma in our life to get us stuck so that we're reeling, and we can't, you know, he can't steal from us what only God can give us. Mm -hmm. That's salvation. But he can, he can cause us to get stuck or he can rob our joy or he can steal our effectiveness and he's going to use pain to do that. So that's why I believe it's really important to, um, to address these things, because if you and I can't, if we don't heal from these things, then we can't be a conduit for God's healing and redemptive purposes in this earth. And so, you know, there are places where people have, or circumstances have in some ways partnered with the enemy in our lives and Mm -hmm. God's inviting us to partner with him. Mm to take back that territory, take back our stories, take back our future, our family, and and then move into the redemptive purposes he has for us. Yeah. Davey, one of the things that you shared offline is that you have just flown in like one o'clock in the morning because you're doing some exciting <laughs> partnerships with churches. The 1 a.m. doesn't sound yeah. great, but the church <laughs> partnerships do. I want you to tell our listeners what's happening with Nothing is Wasted and the Paint a Purpose course all around the country. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for bringing that up, Aubrey. We have a course that we, it's kind of our, the, the seminal, the, the seminal uh, offering from Nothing is Wasted. It really is the tip of the spear that we help people with. It's called Pain to Purpose. And it started as a self-directed study for people online. And then we started um, certifying coaches to help people in certain pain points. You know, and so if someone comes to us with child loss or childhood trauma or sexual betrayal or abuse or loss of a spouse, those kinds of particular pain points, we can match them up with a coach who's been down that road before and they can coach them through that. Well, then churches started asking us, hey, can we offer this as a curriculum? And so we have just, especially in 2023, have gone full force into launching this in churches all over the country and even the world. And it's just the joy of my life to be able to walk with a church to help them bring the healing conversations back into the church. I think that for a long time, pastors, church leaders have felt overwhelmed or, you know, not knowing how to help people in pain and trauma, especially coming off of the coattails of COVID that Mm. caused so much of that to emerge, some of the suppressed trauma, you know, that all of that that started to surface in so many of their congregants' lives and even in the pastors' lives themselves. And so we just felt like this was, you know, this, this resource that the Lord had really brought about in our ministry was for a time such as this and pastors and church leaders began reaching out. And now we get to help them as we take this biblically centered trauma informed and, and spirit filled curriculum and help them create environments where people can, um, they can heal from their pain inside mm. the church. I mean, that's where we should be. We should be a healing place for the world and not just it's counseling and therapy is all so important, but, I don't, you know, we, we have this holy discontent that we should, that the healing conversations should take place in the church and not just be outsourced outside of the local church. Yeah, that's, so that's good. what we equip pastors and church leaders to do. Yeah. Uh, this would just be anecdotal, Davey, but you probably talk to a lot of people about things like this. Do you think the church is doing better? As you hear pastors oh, and churches, yeah. are we confronting these issues more than maybe mm. our history was doing mm. so? Yeah. I definitely think we're doing a lot better. We're letting trauma be a part of the conversation. You know, we're starting to talk about it from stage uh, rather than it being something that causes us to be uncomfortable. And so we just kind of shove it aside and we like forsake it for the sake of mission, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. We're actually realizing, wait a minute, people are a lot more missional when they're healed. (laughs) Yeah, wow. (laughs) 
Man, they're just white hot on fire for the Lord when they really can discover God's redemptive purposes out of their trauma. And then, man, you've got like an army of people who are ready to take on the mission of God inside of a community, inside of a city, if they if they get healed up. And so yeah. that's why I think I think pastors and church leaders are beginning to realize that that we've got to actually talk about the things that are that are that that are threatening our congregants' um, well-being, like trauma, tragedy, major life transition. Hmm. Davey Blackburn is the founder of Nothing Is Wasted Ministries. Davey, how can I, you know, I know a lot about Nothing Is Wasted, but not all of our listeners do. How can people get connected to Nothing Is Wasted? And then what are some of the offerings? Yeah, that's a great question. We have so many offerings. Nothingiswasted.com might be the best first place for you guys to go. If you're an individual and you're looking, you're looking for resources, I host a Zoom call every other week called Five Steps to Taking Back Your Story, No Matter What You've Gone Through. And you can go to nothingiswasted.com slash start here, and that will just kind of get you started on the path. And we talk about a bunch of resources that we have to offer. I share a little bit more of my story and how God brought me on a healing journey and how he might be wanting to do the same in your – well, I know he wants to, but how you can begin (laughs) to partner with him in your own journey, right? But um, And then for churches, uh, nothingiswasted.com slash churches is the best way to – to find that out. We also host Zoom calls for pastors and church leaders where we're there just interacting with them if they have questions about what we offer for churches through Pain to Purpose. Awesome. And Davey, where can people find and follow you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram, Davey Blackburn, D-A-V-E-Y-B-L-A-C-K-B-U-R-N. And I also have a website for my speaking stuff, DaveyBlackburn.com. Again, Davey Blackburn is my other co-host at the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. He's the founder of Nothing Is Wasted Ministries partnering with God and you to take back your story. Davey, thanks so much for being here with us today. Yeah, thanks, guys. It was a joy. Mm -hmm. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. We are thrilled to be joined by someone on the leadership team of City Pursuit Chicago. That's Sarah Wagner. They have a big event Mm -hmm. coming up in the city, a Christian singles mixer we're so excited to tell you about it sarah thanks so much for being here today that's my pleasure i'm happy to be here yeah so fun to have you so fun to have you in the studio all right before we talk about this event your singles mixer we want to know about you tell us a little bit about yourself yeah so i grew up in the chicagoland area i am single i'm about 41 almost Mm -hmm. 41 years old and i really have a passion for society in general but especially the body of christ to work together to create just a beautiful synergy of marriages and families where children are loved well mm. and where Christ is preached and his gospel is proclaimed. Mm. Well, that's so great. good, Sarah. And so, Sarah, again, we're talking about this event that you guys are putting on on Saturday, September the 16th, the Christian Singles Mixer. I'd love to know what it is, but more than that, why it is what why did you why is this event even necessary why are you guys putting this on and then maybe give us some of the details yes oh so good so good so why are we putting this on well last i checked there is nothing like it in chicago and there might be nothing like it in the nation wow so that's a little bit of a stretch but at least in chicago (laughs) there is nothing in person directly geared towards singles where the intention is that people come to possibly date someone. Yeah. So there are tons of single events where people come under the guise or possibly truly 
to worship Jesus, like praise nights, worship nights, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. But this, what we're trying to put on, what we're trying to promote is events where people can come and just be honest. Like, hey, I'm looking for I somebody. I want to find somebody. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's not beat around the bush or let's I not pretend that. like we're here for other reasons. So that's a big part of our heartbeat mm-hmm. for putting this on. Yeah, I love that. I've got a mm-hmm. friend who I was telling him about this event and he was like, yeah, finally, like, I just want to like meet and marry somebody and you don't have to be ashamed of that. Like, you're like, I want to go to this. We all have the same intention here. We're hoping that something sparks and there's chemistry. So that's good. Okay. So it's the Christian Singles Mixer, Saturday, September 16th. Tell us all of the details. How do people find out more about it? If we've got listeners who want to go or maybe they've got like kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, friends, they want to invite, like, give us all the info, Sarah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's September 16th. It's a Saturday. We're going to um, host the event at a really great venue in Park Ridge. The attire is basically semi-formal attire. So think cocktail dress, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. We really want to have it be a unique event where people can have fun, get mm-hmm. dressed up. But we're also going to have an interactive aspect to it where we're going to incorporate the neighborhood, the Park Ridge downtown area as well. Cool. So that's going to be really neat. And then there is a fee for attending. However, everyone who wants to come has to fill out an application first. So our heartbeat for this is that we not only have as close to a one-to-one male-female ratio as possible, but that everyone who comes really is someone that is involved in their church that Mm. is pursuing Jesus Mm. in their lives and for sure does not have everything all together because if they've got it all together, like that's not so great, but at least people that are deeply involved in their church. So anyway, so there is an application process. Fun fact, I will not be looking at the applications (laughs) because, you know, I'm a single woman, so I'd be a little biased. Um, And the application process doesn't include a picture or anything like that. It's just more, Basically, we're asking people what church they're involved yeah. with and what leader can attest to their involvement in the church. That's great. Yeah. And then we're going to take those applications or the other people in the leadership team are going to take those applications and vet them. And we're going to send out invitations to whomever winds up um, their applications are accepted. Mm-hmm. And those people, there there is a fee to purchase a ticket. It'll be $65. So we've got a fee to help pay for the venue and then also just to, yeah, just help this movement move forward. That's awesome. So uh, Aubrey and I, we talk about this on the show a lot. Uh, We both obviously separately have been married for a long time. So we got married pretty young uh, and, but we're also pastors. So what do pastors need to know about what it's like to be single in the church, particularly in the suburbs, right? We're all probably different in the city, I would guess, but uh, what what do pastors and church married people need to know about what it's like to be single in the church? Mm, oh my goodness. Thank you for asking that. Even asking <laughs> that is beautiful. I would say know that it's really lonely. Mm. It's really, really lonely and it's really hard. Mm. And not only just entering events, entering spaces where there are just so many families and for people that want to have kids, like watching parents hang out with their kids, play with their kids and not having that yourself. Yeah. But also even just sermon titles or sermon Mm. topics so often are not geared towards singles. Mm. And I think there are a lot of pastors in a lot of churches that are trying to change this. So I'm not bitter and angry about it, but I mean, it still remains valid that or true that a lot of 
a lot of churches are not super focused on their singles. Mm. So that's part of what we're doing at City Pursuit Chicago. We're trying to create spaces where singles from a ton of different churches can meet one another. And in the very least, be encouraged that they're not alone. And I mean, ideally... You know, find somebody. Fall in love and get married. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I so, mean, Aubrey wants this in a Hallmark movie. She's I ready do. for I this like, to I wish be... I could go to the event and just like watch it all happen. Ask Kevin. Ask Kevin what he would think about you. He would not be happy with me going. <laughs> um, okay, Sarah, I am curious. 20s and 30s. Yes. Why did you guys decide that age and not go a little order, older? Include the 40s. Include the young 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I actually talked to the leadership team about this. I was like, come on, guys. Like. I'm 41. <laughs> Can't we make it 35 to 45? Yeah, I feel like that's good. Yeah. So I think the original reasons, because I joined this team after they had already started the planning mm. for this event, but I think the original reason was 20s and 30s was just the first idea. Yeah. And Start let's, there. Right. Let's get it's an great. event for people in their 20s and 30s, yeah. and then let's branch out to do future events for people in 35 to 45 yeah. demographic. Cool. So actually for this event, I'm not going to be an attendee because I don't fit in the age category, but I for sure will be there and super excited to welcome people and help them get acclimated. Uh, We're also going to, this one's not going to be a speed dating thing, although I have definitely pushed for that, hopefully in the future. Who knows? No promises. (laughs) Um, But this event is, we're very cognizant of the fact that people are coming who don't know each other. Yep. I mean, hello, that's the point. Yep. Right. Uh, so we're doing our utmost in our programming to make sure that's a comfortable space for people. And even to the point of having conversation starters scrolling on a screen in the room that people can utilize oh, or not fun. utilize yeah. if they want to, right? And just different ways that my heart is that every person that comes we'll get to meet every other person that mm. comes. I can't guarantee that, yep. but we are going to yep. do some group things. We're going to do some just freestyle mingling. So it's not going to be all structured, but it's going to be structured enough that I think people will feel safe and comfortable. Yeah. There you go. Fantastic. I love speed dating thing. Like that's, I want to experience that at some day, just to know what that is like. Just to know how would Carrie feel uh, about again, that? As long as she could take part, she'd yes, probably be all fine, good. With it. Right. Uh, last question. Uh, what would make this a successful evening mm, for you guys? Is it just question. people having fun? Is it lots of connections made, love in the air? What What is a successful night for you guys mm. on this? All right, I'm going to give you two answers. I'll give you the official answer. The official <laughs> answer is like a billion people come and there, yeah, there's lots of love in the air. People have fun. They go home, they tell their friends about it. And yeah, definitely that dates and connections and future marriages happen. Uh, personally, my heart is that for our events, I don't know if it's going to be able to be part of the way that this one is exactly programmed, but even just future events is I want people to leave more courageous than when they came mm, and just great. be impacted again, not feel as lonely, mm. be able to hopefully have connected with someone and realize that they have value in whatever, whatever that looks yeah. like, but also to be more courageous. I want to invest in the people that come with things that I have learned recently. I'm on a huge like growth spurt, mm. spiritually, emotionally, physically, like all the ways. And just not physically, that's silly. I'm not growing. <laughs> um, I just realized what I said. But like I'm on I have been exposed to so many amazing um, teachers and things like that mm. in the last year or so mm. that have just rocked my world in 
the relationship dating arena and what it means to be feminine, what Mm. it means to be a woman. Mm. And my heart is to also provide a space where men are just lifted up to be men and Mm. women are lifted up to be women. That's great. Sarah Wagner is on the leadership team of City Pursuit Chicago talking about their big event coming up Saturday, September 16th, a Christian singles mixer. Sarah, where can people find out more? Where can they apply for the event? Yes, great. So we've got an Instagram page. And since we're really new, it literally just has a post of this flyer nice. on there. Right. Um, but if they want to go to citypursuitchicago at gmail.com, if you want to email us, we can send you the flyer. Again, the email is citypursuitchicago at gmail.com. And then also we've got a bit.ly link. I can read that off. Um, B-I-T dot L-Y slash C-P-C Mixer Apply. So again, it's a 20s and 30s inter-church event. So any gospel-based church in the Chicagoland area, so including the suburbs, anyone from any of those churches is welcome to attend. Oh, perfect. Sarah, thanks so much for being here with us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having me. I'm Mm -hmm. excited. We'll be back again tomorrow from 4 to 6 p.m. For Brian Fromm, I'm Aubrey Sampson, and you've been listening to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.